This week, the city's hosting the Westminster Dog Show, and there are two new breeds competing. They're called the Grand Basset Griffin Vendine and the Netherlands E. Kuker Hangji. Those don't belong at a dog show, they belong at Ikea. Those are <laughs> um, at some point, I want you to get to this. The Twitter takeover of politics is just getting started. It's pretty darn interesting, so stay tuned for that. I uh, love it. Did a quick Google search of the two new breeds uh, that were mentioned there in that joke, and I can confirm they look like very good dogs. <laughs> so who won the Westminster Dog Show last night? A wire fox terrier? Yeah, it had one of those. Uh, it's a terrier. Yeah, a kid and- made it out of wire and paper mache. It's really cute. I'm a sucker for dogs that look like they have mustaches, and this dog has one of those. <laughs> ah, it's funny. Uh, and our one big dog bit the other dog hard the other oh, day. Oh, boy. She's an old lady, Bianca. She's yeah. an old lady, but she she is the big dog. Uh-huh. And one of our other bigger dogs thought, you know, I think she's old enough. I could go eat her food if I wanted to. Wow. Oh, but I could just go eat her food. Wow. And the old lady said, I ain't, drink your milk you shit. are not going to eat my food. <laughs> Chomped on down on him hard. Yeah. And so what I said to him, I said, I wouldn't eat her food. I wouldn't try to eat her food. That's just my suggestion to you. She's 160 pounds. Wow. Don't try to eat her food. Wow. So, uh... Sorry, that was a nephew that's in town visiting? 160 (laughs) pounds? That's Bianca the dog. Nicest dog I've ever owned. Your kids are the right age. You'd remember this, but it's funny. Baxter, my dog, we're in a constant negotiation. Baxter and, and Judy and me, um... Moment to moment, who's in charge of him or if he's in charge. And he has a different relationship with me than he does with Judy. Mm. And he's constantly testing. He's just super smart and super willful. And um, and it's just, it reminds me so much of when a kid's like three and they start to realize they have free will and they can lie if they like. Right. They can conceal things. And and but they're not real good at it, and so that's the relationship with Baxter constantly. And it's just, it's fun. It can be a little frustrating, but if if you have a sense of humor about it, you know, you gotta admire it. That's how hundreds and hundreds of years of breeding have turned him into a super smart dog that can, for instance, herd sheep or go fetch, you know, hunting a, a duck or whatever. Or you know, I can give him commands and he obeys them. Boom, like that. He's very smart, but he's smart enough to know how smart he is. Horses will do that, too. Our horse, uh, Banjo, who's, like, trained to walk on a lead and walk even with you or behind you. They're not supposed to walk in front of you. Mm. And he will do that. But if if somebody different, like if I go and do it, because he's usually doing it with my wife or the farrier who used to own him, he does what he's supposed to do. But if I walk him, he'll walk in front of me or just stand there and <laughs> pretend he doesn't know. Right. Oh, oh what? Oh, that's uh-huh. beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Just to, like, try to get away with it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I was about to say human instinct, but it is an animal instinct. Right. You're whether, not the boss of me. Whether children or, 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 or animals right. to see, I wonder if they know the rules. Him, <laughs> him, I got to listen to you. You don't impress me. No, <laughs> mom used to let me eat ice cream all the time. Babysitter for dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Absolutely. Let me, yeah, yeah, we do that most nights. Nice. <laughs> she didn't tell you that. That's weird. And, and in the same way, as soon as you let him know, no, I know what the rules are. You're not allowed to eat ice cream or walk ahead of me. Right. They say, oh, okay. Right. And they right. go along. Hey, speaking of uh, four-legged beasts, how about the humble unicorn? Isn't it beautiful? It's like a horse with a giant horn coming out of its schnoz. And Cal Unicornia leading the way again. Did you hear about this? You read about this? We were just talking about this a little earlier. The uh, the governor of California in the state of the state speech said, uh, free health care, free, taxpayer 
paid for health care for everyone, including illegal aliens, until they're 26. Free universal health care for illegals till they're 26, paid for by the dumb, dumb suckers who pay taxes in uh, Cal Unicornia. We're on the air in a lot of different states. I'm guessing most states, that is, would be a laughable notion. And it was laughable in California, too, not terribly long ago. You lie! That was all about Barack Obama saying, and of course, uh, we will never extend that sort of free medical care to illegal aliens. Well, you know, Joe Wilson knew better. And uh, sure enough, I'm telling you, the unicorn in the coal mine is California. And what's happening there is spreading to the blue states, soon to purple states. And listen, if, if you think there's no way that'll happen, trust me, it can. So, you know, vote, participate, write letters, do everything's appropriate, but it's a coming. Like this piece in Bloomberg from a guy, a man called Tyler Cowan. I'm saying that. <laughs> the Twitter takeover of politics is just getting started. And I will read you the concluding couple of paragraphs because I thought it was really interesting. And it's the idea of how Trump used it to get Trump a, and was able to Trump uh, was able to bypass the 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 normal route to the nomination or 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 becoming president. He certainly did. I I don't need you to sign off on on me. I can do whatever I want. And AOC's doing it now. I don't need to get the blessing of Nancy Pelosi or the Democrat Party and rise through the ranks that ranks to have power. I just need to be good on Twitter. And I got plenty of power. Right. And look, I've dominated the conversation for the last week on the Green New Deal. Everybody's being asked about my idea. Right. I don't need how do you like your that, yeah, how do you like that. And it, it's pretty interesting and it's here to stay. This may be a more important trend than what is sometimes called political polarization. But what does this new, more intense celebrity culture mean for actual outcomes? The more power and influence that individual communicators wield over public opinion, the harder it will be for a sitting president to get things done. You know, it's funny. Let me jump in just real quickly. AOC put out some drink recipes the other day. Cocktails for the revolution. And various people on the right were like, look at this joke. What's she doing? And I thought, she has grasped. The celebrity politician thing. She's an Instagram influencer, happens to be a congressperson, getting all that wrapped up. And certainly Trump is a, uh, an example of that, too. She gets it. I still think her ideas are just dumb as hell, but she understands the medium. The harder it will be for an aspirant party to put forward a coherent, predictable, and actionable political program, a party will have trouble getting around the various more popular people. Finally, the issues that are easier to express on social media will become the more important ones. Technocrat dreams will fade, and fiery rhetoric and identity politics will rule the day. And if you think this is the political world we're already living in, rest assured, it's barely gotten started. Well, that'll be exciting. So, enjoy the ride. And it's so obvious when somebody like AOC, who understands the medium does something like that, and when people who try to jump into the realm, like Elizabeth Warren, getting a beer, and it just lands flat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, It would have been impossible, even a couple of years ago, for someone who's a new congressperson for 30 days to dominate the political conversation. 
the way AOC has. Impossible. Unless they set themselves on fire. Right. And then it would just be, why did they set themselves on fire? Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, Supermax sounds like a great discount grocery store, but it's actually a really nasty prison. And El Chapo is headed there. And the fabulous Emily Stahl of the New York Post has been covering it uh, for her paper and talking to us about the El Chapo trial. We're going to wrap things up with her next. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Notorious Mexican drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman has been found guilty in his drug trafficking case. El Chapo stared directly at the jury as the jury stared back. El Chapo staring down the jury? That part I expected, but it's pretty gangster that the jury was staring back. It's like, you think you're local, man? I like jury duty. Come on, El Chapo! It's pretty good. Was that uh, Noah on the uh, Daily Show? I wouldn't funny. stare him down. I would, he says from many miles away. <laughs> With no chance to ever look at him. I'd send him to prison, but I wouldn't stare him down. So listen, uh, I am delighted that justice has been done and El Chapo has been convicted, but I am uh, sad that this is probably the last time we're going to get the uh, the joy of talking talking to Emily Saul of the New York Post about the case, because uh, we've really enjoyed it. Emily, how are you? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for having me uh, yet again. Uh, we are not gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're right. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Wait, well. a chapter of your life is now over. What a ride getting to follow that trial, huh? It, uh, it's it's definitely definitely surreal. Um, I, you know, we're not quite done. We do have sentencing. We have appeals. We have, uh, you know, the inevitable juror who will uh, decide to speak out about the case. But uh, definitely the uh, the grueling schedule surrounding the trial is over. So we may get to talk to you again, but it'll be that bittersweet chance meeting on the street where we say, we hope you're doing well. Yes, Mm. should you ever be in New York around uh, Brooklyn Federal Court. Exactly. So listen, uh, what was the atmosphere like during the actual reading of the verdict and uh, the the human drama is just enormous in those those minutes. No, absolutely. Uh, it was. I mean, it was very tense. I was in the courtroom with um, a couple of other reporters who've uh, covered the trial gavel to gavel, just sitting waiting as one does. Um, and the uh, courtroom deputy came in and addressed, uh, you know, both the defense and the prosecution who were seated at the table and said. We have a verdict. Uh, you automatically have media panic that ensues, but it's about 20 minutes uh, between between when she came in and said that and when they bring uh, when they bring Mr. Guzman up and and get the jury in. Um, it's, it's very tense. You know, his wife is there. She, you know, no one. It, the verdict was not a surprise, but um, she definitely was. You know, attempting to avoid the gaze of reporters, uh, was biting her lip was uh, picking at her fingernails, was um, just very, appeared very uncomfortable because uh, it's obviously a, you know, a personal moment to have your, your husband convicted of uh, orchestrating such a vast conspiracy to know that, and to know that you'll never, uh, never see him again. But jurors filed in. Uh, they completely avoided looking at Chapo, which is uh, almost in terms of, uh, you know, knowing a courtroom, a surefire sign that they've just convicted someone. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't yeah. know that. 
And then, uh, yeah, typically when a jury considers they avoid looking at the defendant, it means they've uh, they've they've just voted guilty. Um, and then the judge read the verdict. Uh, you know, no sound from the audience. Uh, the jury was polled, and uh, they were thanked for their service and let out. Um, I mean, with obviously for uh, for Mr. at which Guzman, point they ran for their lives. <laughs> at which point they were uh, they were reintroduced to um, to the U.S. Marshals, who uh, I believe I mean they they remained in their custody at least until they uh, they got home. Yeah. Uh, they 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 will remain anonymous. The court will not release their names unless you know they decide to call people and share their experience. We will never hear from them again. So you said that the 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 verdict wasn't in doubt, but there there were a lot of you know people that read juries. Experts who thought the fact that it took so long was surprising. Uh, a lot of people thought it would go quickly. And I read one article, in fact, it might well have been yours, that there was one point during the deliberations over several days that El Chapo really clapped his lawyers on the back with a big smile on his face. So he must have thought things were going his way at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we definitely, it, it, was a, it was a slam dunk case. Uh, one of the main problems was that the prosecutors just piled on so much information over the like over such over the course of such a long trial, and that the verdict sheet itself was very very complicated. Um, so even the I mean the defense was just a, for them it's a win every every day of jury selection uh, you know ever excuse me of deliberations um, to have the jury deliberate for six days is uh, it's, it, it, it was a surprise, but I mean it can also be read as the, them just taking their duty ser- their duty seriously and just uh, very cautiously. And what at what time can one or more jurors you know end up on some cable news show and talk about their experience or write a book? Uh, I mean I'm sure as early as today. Uh, okay. if, you know if we don't have fixers who've already found them, um, you know we could have people making calls. Uh, it's totally the ball's in their court. We we understand. I think one of your colleagues uh, was covering this angle of it, but uh, El Chapo's lawyers are actually out and doing interviews and talking about how he reacted. Are you up on that uh, aspect of it? Or? Yes, I mean I definitely spoke about them yesterday. Uh, I, he was prepared for the verdict. Um, you know, he I don't think he thought that he would be acquitted, um, but uh, he you know he he seemed very very grateful, very thankful. Uh, you know, for the representation he had, he had fantastic lawyers. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll continue to speak with at least his lawyers in the coming days, you know, regarding preparing him for sentencing and what motions they intend to file and uh, his eventual transport to uh, what everyone assumes will be um, Supermax in uh, in Colorado. Oh, sorry, Emily. uh, Emily Solo, the New York Post, is on the line. Now, I'm not quite the veteran trial observer that you are, but I've observed a bunch of trials and been on a couple of juries. And uh, I even been a got, defendant several times. Oh, please, <laughs> and, 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 and again in the future, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, a great deal was made out of the only half hour long or so defense case. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, talking about how good the lawyers are, one must remember that every single, virtually every single prosecution witness was cross examined, sometimes rigorously and savagely by the attorneys. Mm-hmm. And they thought, you know what? If if we got her done, we got her done during the cross examination. So. Uh, but again, uh, old Joaquin, he was pretty pleased with his attorneys, and so I guess they did what they could do. No, absolutely. You know, uh, every every artist works with uh, the tools that they're given. And mm. They were handed um, a very, very, very difficult case. My and, tools are sarcasm and bitterness. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, here you are. And here um, you are. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Jeffrey, no, one of know, the they, lawyers, um, let me just throw in a, qu- a quote really quickly. Jeffrey yeah. Lichtman said, I think he fully expected this. This case was impossible to win. I think he was convicted even before he came to America. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, I mean it's a uh, you know Chapo's name his uh, he, his uh, the the myth. Uh, I mean to use a, a term from Lickman really precedes him. You have a you have a you have a small somewhat unremarkable man who. Um, you know, has uh, has been very powerful for a very long time, at least through uh, through media accounts, through stories you hear, um, and it. You know, I mean, almost everyone knows knows who he is, knew who he was. Yeah, one of the more powerful men in world history. I mean, no doubt about it. He's, I mean, definitely, you know, controlled a lot of money, controlled a lot of. Uh, I mean, most of the drugs coming into the U.S. Um, you know, can be blamed for any number of things. They're certainly not wholly his fault that he contributed to. Uh, but, but his wife being upset, she didn't think that they were going to grow old together and sit on a rocking chair at a golf course, did he? Well, uh, did I'd she? A, I'd imagine she doesn't have a 401k either. Did, I think she's got some <laughs> serious concerns. Didn't she assume he'd be riddled full of holes at some point or in prison? I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure when she uh, when she agreed, or who knows if she agreed, when she married him at 18, I'm sure she didn't believe that. Yeah, I doubt she had much forever. choice. Emily Saul of the New York Post. Emily, delightful to talk to you again. Uh, thanks a million. All right, thanks so much. Well done. Bye. Yeah, she got she married him when he, she was 18. He uh, he took a liking to her. So, uh, what's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Two years of investigating Senate Intel Committee's finding on the Trump-Russia collusion. Ted Cruz has a solution to the border wall crisis. Introduces the El Chapo Act, and we get another disturbing report about America's credit card debt. I may have seen El Chapo once. Have I told that story? I think there's a decent chance I saw him. Uh, you are. I'll tell this story coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm in Mexico, town on the water, walking down the street, all of a sudden sirens everywhere, SUVs, motorcycles, sirens, everything like that. I I move up against the wall and just probably 30 vehicles coming down a bunch of different roads to the same direction to this dock. And then they get this guy out of the back of an SUV who's in shackles, who looks a lot like El Chapo. I didn't know at the time, but Mm -hmm. similar looking dude. And, and they hustle him off to a helicopter, get him in the helicopter, and off flies the helicopter. Wow. And I think I saw El Chapo transported. I mean, because they had to keep that sort of stuff so secret because you didn't know who in that group was being paid off to tip off whoever. Right. And uh, and it just happened out of nowhere. And I mean, it was not like the United States where they're worried about running over citizens. I mean, it was dive out of the way or you're going to get run over wow. by a giant uh, SUV uh, with sirens going. Wow. Well, that was probably the first time he got stuck in jail. I don't. Think, I or? don't know. I don't know exactly when I was there. I just because I wasn't. I thought it was interesting, but it yeah. wasn't like hang out on the Mexico docks a lot. Get those days mixed <laughs> <Right>. up. <laughs> well, he did. He interacted with drug dealers. Yeah. I, I know to, that. I went to lots of border towns. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That is where the guy was saying that they were. They're always trying to sell you drugs or prostitutes. Where I'd walk along there, and when they shout this stuff, I'd, hey Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, you want the girl, Charlie Brown? Hey Mister Clean, some smoke, Mister Clean. <laughs> Mister Clean, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I might want a hooker if you'll stop mocking me and call me Charlie Brown. I know I'm bald headed. You know, even if I were inclined to hire a woman for my pleasure. I'm not going to hire her from you. I will not stand here and be mocked. Insulting my receding hairline. <laughs> Did anybody hold a football and ask you to kick it? <laughs> that one. That made me laugh out loud. Hey, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's get the news now. Marsha Fuller. Well, the Senate Intelligence Committee is approaching the end of its two-year investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election. After nearly 200 interviews, the committee has uncovered no direct evidence of conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. I share this with you from the MSNBC. NBC News exclusive reporting on the Senate Intelligence Committee, their investigation into Russian election interference and what they have and have not uncovered. NBC's Ken Delanian has just jumped in front of a camera to join me with his new reporting. So, Ken, what are you hearing? What are you learning? Hallie, after two years and interviewing more than 200 witnesses, the Senate Intelligence Committee has not uncovered any direct evidence of a conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. That's according to sources on both the Republican and the Democratic side of the aisle, Hallie. And careful viewers and readers will note that Senator Richard Burr, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee who leads this probe, essentially said that in an interview with another network last week. But what I've been doing since then is checking with my sources on the Democratic side to understand the full context of his remarks, because that was essentially a partisan comment from, from one side. But this is a bipartisan investigation, and what I found is that the Democrats don't dispute that characterization. There you go. They don't dispute the characterization that we've found no direct link. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Okay, can we talk about something else? Russia's trying to mess with us all the time. That's the issue. Trump isn't the issue. President Trump is signaling he plans to scrounge up money for his promised U.S.-Mexico border wall by raiding federal coffers to deliver on his promise uh, of the promise of his campaign. Trump appears to be grudgingly leaning toward accepting a deal that would head off a threatened second government shutdown, but provide just a fraction of the $5.7 billion he wants for a wall. The Dems were offering more than that before the shutdown. Yep. That's uh, hmm, notable. Notable. Maybe Not such a great deal after all, maybe. I've negotiated uh, like that before. Oh, yeah. One time I, uh, I got a ticket for... I think the ticket was $120, and I fought it in court and got it raised to $250. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, those aren't implied costs of you, like the day that they actually said, no, sir, you got to yeah, pay more now. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile. You're really annoying. <laughs> hey, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, pay your fine, Charlie Brown. Meanwhile, we'll make it three, we'll make it three fifty, hey, Mr. Mr. Clean. <laughs> How about a grand? You gonna keep wasting our time, Mr. Clean? <laughs> Meanwhile, Senator Ted Cruz is reintroducing legislation that would take fourteen billion dollars in asset seizures from El Chapo and use them for the border wall funding. <laughs> I like your style, Ted. The accused Mexican drug lord again found guilty on all counts in the drug conspiracy and money laundering trial, Cruz is bringing back the measure he calls the El Chapo Act. It uh, reserves any amounts forfeited to the U.S. government as a result of the prosecution, along with other drug lords, for border security assets and the completion of the wall. What would that money normally go to if, if not for Ted Cruz's plan? Who knows? Interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, where does it go? Uh, hey, you get a bunch of German time. German shepherds and X-ray machines yeah. for the ports of entry because that is legitimately a huge, yeah. huge issue. Build some fencing, everybody wins. Yep. Yeah. Turns out only forty-four percent of American households. That's so exciting! And today is. Did everybody hear that, or have I lost my mind? I think you've lost your mind. Mm. I didn't hear anything. Turns out only forty-four percent of American households have more emergency savings than credit card debt. 
Bankrate.com reports that's the lowest number in nine years of surveys. It's also saying that 30% of households have more credit card debt than emergency savings, the highest numbers in those nine years. Is this the same study where we heard, uh, we talked about this before the show, the car payment thing? More people are three months or more behind them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, than in a very, very long time. It's kind of shocking. And uh, I was just reading about uh, credit card debt among millennials. It's not student loans that are really crushing them. It's credit card debts. Not that student loans are a minor issue, but... So, yeah, we appear to be just wildly overspending as a people again. I thought that ended in a way. Or the system is, uh, you know, a lot of the politics would be the system is, is ruining these people. It's funny. I, I was in a bad financial way at one point in my life. All of my own doing in my mind. I never once thought, when I was behind on my car payments, I thought I shouldn't have bought this new car. I can't afford it. Or, or I should have. Got, I had a different major that pays more. Or I, uh, lots of different things that right. I should have done. It never occurred to me to think there's something wrong with the country for the, the reason that I'm in this situation. Yeah. The government should take care of my payment. This is unfair. Yeah, I know. Same, same here. But you know, times change. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here, I'm struggling getting show the conscience of the nation. So, how dumb are we about taxes? We got yet another another example of this whole uh, refund versus your tax rate story. It's going to be around for the entire presidential election, I think. Probably the rest of your life you'll be hearing about it. Then Donald Trump raised taxes on most people. He yeah, called it a tax cut, but my the refund shrank. My refund went from a thousand bucks to two hundred bucks. Right, raised my taxes. Wait. All right, so that's another stuff on the way. Also, why are a lot of kids starting to speak with British accents? <laughs> Troubling developments. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. That's a popular cartoon. Was popular in my house for a cup of coffee. Mm. They've moved on to more violent fare. But um, <laughs> Peppa Pig, <laughs> who speaks. And so, what's the problem now? What's the controversy? Oh well, the, the children are now American children are now beginning to speak with British accents simply because of this influential, adorable uh, animated pig. It's pretty oh pretty funny little cartoon. But man, have some spotted dick, mommy. I say, mommy. We can't have that in Speak our country. English. Oh boy! I will say when I was uh, I was vacationing in London for about a week, and one of the times when I was jumping from pub to museum, we uh, encountered a, a an elementary school field trip. It seemed, and having twenty or so little people all talking with British accents. Oh, so was, cute! Among the most adorable things I've ever seen. <laughs> adorbs. They probably would have been confused at your uh, amusement. Yes, totes adorbs. So I am uh, the, the 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 story that makes me angriest this week, <laughs> by far, is this: most people, their taxes went down with the Trump tax plan. 
80%, according to everybody. But for a lot of people, just for the way the nature of withholding and things, their refund went down. They're two completely different things. Mm-hmm. They, both have, they both have tax in it. How are they different? <laughs> the so refund's just settling up at the end of the year. You may have paid $4,000 less this year in taxes. But instead of getting a $1,200 refund, you're only getting a $200 refund this year. Mm-hmm. You you still paid five some thousand dollars less in taxes. It was good for you. You got your money earlier. My refund was smaller. Well, people can't tell I the difference. I paid more. And what's bothering... So one, it bothers me that the population doesn't know the difference. I've known this forever. because mm-hmm. I've been listening to people when I used to work at bars. Boy, my taxes went up. I only got $200 back this year, and I think that... Got nothing to do with whether or not your taxes went up. Yeah, that's I need amazing. more information. You know, I'd always believed you, but I hadn't realized how widespread it was. Uh, but a lot of people I believe admit. that. That's troubling. And then, and I guess I suppose you can't blame them. Politicians are taking advantage of this uh, lack of knowledge on the part of the public, including Kamala Harris, who tweeted out. The average tax refund is down about $170 compared to last year. Let's call the president's tax cut what it is, a middle-class tax hike to line the pockets of the already wealthy corporations in the 1%. Now, she knows. She's a a very smart woman. She knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Washington Post, the real fact checker out there, the Washington Post and uh, a man called Kessler, who's been doing fact-checking for a long time and tries pretty hard to be uh, fair and biased. He's better than most. He gave it four Pinocchios because it's an outright lie. I mean, it's completely 100%. That's your maximum Pinocchios. Right. That's intentionally deceived people. Yeah. Not just shaded, just your out. Left out part. No, no. Just plain old lie. Yeah. Fact check! Kamala Harris lies! But nobody cares about that. It's only cool and, and exciting if Trump so-called lies, which some of the times he says stuff that's not true. Some of the stuff, as we pointed out yesterday, the so-called fact check lies are just ridiculous. Right. Um, but but this was an out, opinion or whatever. out yeah. lie from yeah. the current leading candidate to replace him on the Democratic side. Yeah. And she's just manipulating people, taking advantage of the fact that they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, and and I have a feeling that strategy was not off the cuff. They have discussed it at the highest levels of the Democratic Party, and they know it to be persuasive and successful. Do you think she's bothered that she got four Pinocchios from the Washington Post? How many people are going to be aware of that compared to uh, got her tweet sent to them somehow about, yeah, she's on my side because my refund went down, my taxes went up. Right. It uh, makes one, uh, what's the word, despair (laughs) for the future of the republic. Uh, I get why, and I just, I have to accept this, carefully sharing nuanced ideas is an idiotic way to go about politics. Well, it's it's practically insane. It, it, It won't work. Frightening people, misleading them, going with whatever they're bellowing from their guts and repeating it at them. That's the way you get elected. So, I I don't know. I just have to get used to it, I guess. Throw off my childhood illusions about, you know, why people get elected for, you know, one office or another. Just the way it goes. And so her, her, and Kamala Harris saying that she smoked dope in college when she was listening to Snoop Dogg and Tupac, and then yesterday... That's a lie. Tupac didn't put out his first album until 91 or whenever it was. All right. 
So, okay, who cares? Uh, she right. misremembered what music she was. How does that she become an issue? Did. How does that become an issue and not the tweet about taxes, whether or not it's true? Can we, like, get a chart and look into the real brainy stuff? Can we weigh them, maybe? Can we weigh the various statements and the issues? Is there some way to, you know, oh, that one's four pounds. That's way more than that other one. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. Huh? No, that's not the way ideas work. Anyway, so uh, yesterday I ran into a woman selling some stuff. I don't want to out her because she's probably not proud of this story, but uh, she, she worked at a, a store. And uh, she had trouble looking at something. She said, I have really bad eyes. And I said, you're awful young to have bad eyes. She looked to be like early 20s. She said, you know why I have bad eyes? This is an embarrassing story. When I was in fourth grade, glasses were really popular. So I on purpose flunked the sight test at school so I could get glasses. And I wore glasses for years when I didn't need them, and I ruined my eyes. Oh, my Lord. I know. Isn't that an incredible story? That's I'm, I'm floored. I know. Poor I know. kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's oh. there's a couple of things wrong there, right? But you know, one, if you if you really want to wear glasses because they look cool, there you can just get clear lenses. Yeah, that don't do anything. But wow, how much would that make your so brain like a hurt? Nine year old, she'd have constant headaches. You would have a brutal headache for years, I would think. Well, I don't know. Your brain would probably adjust eventually. She could barely see anything. She's like twenty three. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't that something? That's sad. You made me sad. Hmm. Thanks. Was that your point? No. I just hey, here's it was another story you make you sad. I'd never heard that before. She said, I'm not I'm not going to let my kid do that. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Hey, I once knew a, a guy with a puppy, and the puppy got sick. <laughs> I'm Jack. I tell stories that make you sad. <laughs> that reminds me of people. They didn't injure themselves. But I remember in high school, the most popular guy got injured playing football and was on crutches. Yeah. So all the other cool guys. And then some of the girls started be, having crutches. Wow. And uh, there's some species. sort of this... some sort of claimed ailment because the most popular people in, cl- in school were, were on crutches. And this is the age group that they want to vote in California. <laughs> it's just, That's it's just... not an accident, friends. Not something? Please. If you can't get adults to understand how a refund factors into the overall tax bill, think of what you can manipulate children into voting Oof. for. No well, kidding. that's what they are thinking about. I said final. You say thought. Final. Final. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Wouldn't that be pleasant? Michelangelo, final thought? All right, if you do get a large tax refund this year, use that refund and enroll yourself in a business class and learn how taxes work. Or use that refund for a tanning bed. I I don't care. Love you, Michael. Love you. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, the uh, the e-scooter menace has finally descended upon my uh, my neighborhood. Uh, I was looking. I've been looking. I have not seen anybody fall off of one yet, but I will let you know. And if I can, I will snap a picture of. Are it. you going to ride around on one? Oh, probably not. No, not my really. Feet, my feet work. Okay. Picture nothing. Video. Post it. Come on, million clicks. I'm sorry, Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, given the wild weather a lot of people are dealing with these days, I recall some of Michelangelo's past survival advice. Remember to have at least six liters of water per day for each of your family members, (laughs) along with a variety of batteries for all of your transistor radios, (laughs) along with a six-day supply of rice cakes and beef or turkey jerky. Awesome. Fabulous. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us. It's February 13th. Don't do like I always do and wait till February 14th, thinking that somehow it'll be easier or better to buy your card and flowers or whatever then. Mm. I would suggest doing it today. 
My final thought is an eight-foot cell. Man, I'm glad I'm not El Chapo right now. I hear stories like that, and I start feeling weird and claustrophobic and afraid. And then I remember, wait a minute, you don't do crimes. (laughs) So... I think I'll be all right. I could do a couple of days of, like, some really long sleeping and reading. Really enjoy it. After that, it would be not so much fun. Yeah, the walls are closing in a little bit there. They let them out one hour a day. What's the theory behind that? Why let them out at all? I I don't... Because that's cruel? Well, to keep them from going completely insane. But how do we decide on one hour? I don't know. I mean, I'm not soft on crime. It just seems a little over the top. 23 hours in your tiny little cell. All right, we'll make it an hour and a quarter. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. You'll find the stuff we talked about. Uh, also, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. All the podcasts available via iTunes or iHeart uh, Radio app. I hope it's not condescending. Your refund is not how much you paid in taxes. Look into it. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Hey, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Charlie Brown. You want the girl, Charlie Brown? Armstrong and Getty.